Hey everyone, welcome to episode 95 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Kevin Colleton, the founder and CEO of Curation Health. Without further ado, let's bring him on. Hi, Kevin. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. My pleasure. Great to be here. Thanks for the invitation, Jared. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. I, I, we were, uh, for the audience, they, they don't know before this, we were talking about you, uh, your recent RV trip, uh, <laughs> That's which sounds like a blast, uh, yeah. and, and my recent move to Florida. So I'm uh, excited to kind of talk about uh, some things, some things business focused now and, and about your career. And I, I think we should just dive right into it. So uh, if it's okay with you, I'd love if you could tell the audience a little bit about your background, and then we'll go from there. Absolutely. Um, thank you again for the invitation. It's good to be here. Kevin Colleton. I'm, I'm the founder and CEO of Curation Healthcare. Uh, my background is really, um, really different than many uh, in that I started at, in the clinical world. I was a physical therapist. I, I started at Johns Hopkins uh, doing that for a number of years. Then uh, tried my hand at an entrepreneurial venture early in my career. And the one thing I did learn was that I had a lot to learn. Uh, so uh, business school and other ventures later, uh, I, I built some additional skills. Uh, and I, that, those skills were, were learned at both the advisory board company earlier in my career. Uh, I was there in the late 90s, early 2000s. And then I was a hospital administrator within the Hopkins Health System for a number of years. Then management consulting did that and mainly clinical information systems and uh, Epic, Cerner, other, other technologies and tools at Deloitte. Then my wife is a physician and she uh, did her residency in Minnesota. Uh, so we were from the DC area. So we moved to Minnesota and I took a role at Target, the retailer. So I, I had a really good opportunity to work at a Fortune 20 and understand how they view healthcare and how they standardize and scale. It was really a great learning experience. I was part of the Target clinic team, which did urgent care within the stores. I later was promoted to uh, be responsible for healthcare technology at Target. So pharmacy and optical and over-the-counter clinics. Uh, and that was an additional great experience around applying technology for a, a very broad portfolio of, of solutions. But most germane to our conversation was my last uh, experience was at Clinovations, which is a DC-based consulting firm. I was one of the founding partners of a group that was focused on EHR optimization. So post-live, how do you um, configure and enhance the technology to meet the needs of the providers delivering care uh, to patients. And along that journey, we found a, an organization that had customized their um, EPIC uh, installation to prompt physicians to perform HCC recapture. And we, uh, we refined that solution and it became one of our core offerings as an organization. Um, and that HCC recapture tool was, was the, uh, was really the genesis of what I'm doing now. Uh, we, uh, the advisor board uh, acquired Clinovations and uh, I stayed for a number of years and uh, started this journey at Curation Health in about 2017. And the goal was next level performance in value-based care. So HCC recapture is an important priority but there's a lot of other strategic priorities that are involved when you're trying to achieve success in a value-based care um, world. 
And for, for, for those of your listeners that may not have much risk adjustment exposure or deep expertise in risk adjustment or, or risk adjustment factor or HCCs, it's simply a metric that is used to measure the acuity of a patient's illness or clinical status. And there's a corresponding reimbursement associated with the acuity of, of the illness. Um, and it's used uh, for mainly for payers and, and provider organizations that are engaged in value-based care programs. <clears throat> It's a really complicated space and we could spend hours talking about the ins and outs and nuance of, of how this works. Uh, but that's ultimately a little bit of my background and the genesis of, of what we're doing at Curation Health. Thank you for that. That was a great, a great uh, bit about your background and a little bit about Curation Health to start things off. Uh, just something that kind of popped into my head and I'll ask from time to time, how did you come up with the name? Yeah, it's a great, great question. So um, the name was an evolution over time. But if, uh, if I was to distill it down, our goal is to simplify information, distill it down into actionable insights that are curated for the needs of a provider. So hence the curation health is providing them not noise, but actual information they can trust and use. And it's much like a museum curator. It, they're, they're refining a catalog of items that are, that are germane to the audience or really uh, speaks to their priorities. We wanna do the same for providers. And, and, and Jared, that's actually probably the most important part of what I'm gonna talk about of what we're doing is being in healthcare technology this long, I've, I've been doing this a long time, there's a tendency to create technology and apply that technology solution to be searching for a problem to solve. Um, and there's a reason for that. Technology is amazing. You can do anything you uh, can dream of in, in technology. The challenge is, is it actually fixing a tactical issue? And can it be applied to solve that problem? So at Curation Health, before we, before we launched, uh, I did a walkabout and met with lots of high-performance organizations that are doing full value-based care, like that is what they do. And I found they do things very differently. But one of the central things that they focus on is protecting the physician, much like the quarterback, by enabling team around them, as well as supporting them and simplifying the actions they need to take to be successful. So instead of creating a technology that's, that's searching for that problem, we, stopped, we, we started with the opposite equation, where we started with the provider. And through my Quinovations experience, we know and my team uh, knows how to optimize a provider's technical workflow. We started with what do they do to win in value-based care? What are the actions they take? What's the information they use? What's the timing? What's the sequence? And how do you measure success? And we started with that core focus and then went upstream to determine what are the technologies and tools that will enable those activities? How do we simplify it? And how, we, how do we integrate it into their preferred workflow? Uh, in their point of care, we typically deploy within their preferred electronic health record. So we don't ask them to go somewhere else or view an external report. It's in their preferred workflow. And it, one of the things I've also learned is, is technology, uh, if you're searching for that solution, it has a tendency to uh, make a bad process go really fast. 
So we wanted to really refine the workflow and the process and understand the team-based value-based care approach that provides maximal value and then tech enable those activities. And our approach with technology is also a little different. Uh, a lot of the industry is using uh, really awesome tools like natural language processing, artificial intelligence and machine learning and, and packaging those as solutions. We view those as um, component parts of a solution. Um, that's not the solution, that's a key part of a tool that we leverage to be able to parse through tremendous amounts of data and find the needle in the haystack insight that really matters. And we take those technology tools to harvest massive data sets, but then we uh, run them through our rules engine. And that's probably one of our, uh, the heart of our enterprise is um, we have over 750 clinical algorithms that help determine suspect medical conditions that may not be obvious or may have been cared, uh, prov providers may have delivered care on these issues for years, but never documented them. So our goal was to uh, find those, put them it forward to, for the provider to be able to easily capture the documentation to reflect the true acuity of their patient and also have uh, really good specificity of anything they're capturing that had happened in the past. And those, those rules applied with great technology at the front end allows us to deliver great confidence, information with great confidence to our provider clients so they can act on those insights with, uh, with effectiveness. You made a, a lot of good points uh, when you were talking about kind of what curation does and uh, how you're different, I guess, than, than companies in the space. And one of the things I really liked how you talked about the components, right? You, di you didn't talk about them as just technologies. And it seems like every, not just in healthcare, right? You go to companies' websites and they're like uh, either a feature or a solution, they'll say natural language processing. And I think people, it's, it's, it's really using the buzzwords, right, as, uh, as major um, offerings that help, help people solve these issues. But what you're doing is, I like how you worded that as their components. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's not the solution, it's a part of it. Another piece that I really liked that you said was you talked about how you work within like their workflow. So if they're working with this EMR, you adapt and you work with them. I want to highlight that for a second. How important yeah. do you feel that is? Because especially in healthcare, um, I feel like you, you would end up putting off a lot of opportunities if you didn't make it easy and work with these services and software they already work with today. Yeah, sure. Uh, this that, that's another topic we could spend hours on. Yeah, yeah. HR uh, integration. Uh, it, to, in a brief answer, I, I think it's essential. If we're asking providers to deliver care when they don't have a lot of time and they don't have a lot of um, extra activity, associate extra time to do clinical activities, it is it is paramount for them to not have to go somewhere else or view something external or click a hyperlink because to them, that's a full stop of their workflow. So our goal was to minimize inertia and complexity. How do you insert your solution and your, um, the value within where they wanna be, which is 
within Epic or within Cerner, within Athena, whatever the, or, the organization chose as their vehicle for electronic health record, we've, we've worked very hard to establish partnerships with all those major vendors to be um, certified partners with them. So we have uh, standardized API access to information and then it makes our deployments much, uh, much more standardized, faster and less investment on the client side, which is really important. Most of our clients have very, very busy IT uh, divisions and strategies in flight. And if you're asking them for a huge lift to deploy your tool, it becomes, uh, it creates a lot of inertia for them to embrace your technology and move it forward. So our goal is simplicity, try to make it simple, take work off of our clients. Uh, and, and a big part of that is establishing close relationships with the EA, EHR vendors. No, you, and, and you're right. You, I'm sure if, uh, if we kept digging, you could talk about this for hours. It's a, it's a very complex topic. Um, and I, I think it's, it's one that a lot of companies, you know, not just in your area, but elsewhere uh, within healthcare, uh, miss the boat on, right? And, and that really can uh, limit the opportunities they have as a company. So kudos yeah. to you and your team for, for making that one of your priorities. Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, it's, it was essential from day one. We started our uh, partnership discussions with, with lots of the major vendors right when we created the vision of what we're trying to create, because it does take some time to, uh, appropriately, electronic health record ven uh, companies are very worried about partner apps or other participants within their ecosystem for privacy, security, data integrity, and a whole host of other items. So uh, we did invest a lot of energy up front uh, to make sure that we could create that value for our clients because we just want it to be easy for them to adopt, use, leverage, scale, and uh, deploy with effectiveness. Makes sense. What, Kevin, what are you, and there's probably a lot of answers to this, but I guess, again, a focus on just one of them. What are you most excited about as we, you know, we're in 2021 now, uh, both I guess, with your organization. And then, you know, we had a, we're still in it, but we had a, 2020 was a major, yeah. major year with the pandemic. It's still going into 2021. So I guess personally, and then with the company, what are you most looking forward to? Yeah. Uh, so personal, like my life. Yeah. To? Let's, let, I guess, healthcare focus. Like, yeah, yeah, you, you know, uh, family well-being, things like that. Yeah. So um, from a healthcare perspective, I think it's been uh, good with trial, creativity is enhanced, right? So there's been a lot of really creative solutions to deal with some of the challenges we're facing. And, and candidly, it's been a catalyst for some of the strategies that are highly logical, but had significant headwinds to progress. I think um, Telemedicine is the easy example of that. It's uh, always been available. It has been adopted, but not as leveraged as it is as we start 2021, where organizations have it as one of their core care delivery segments. And in years past, it was always a secondary or tertiary strategy for them. Um, now we're seeing the emergence of that as a very prevalent uh, focus. And, and I think it also has challenged our team in a really healthy way, Jared. It's, it was last spring was very stressful as, as, as um, uh, COVID was, we're starting to really see the full impact of this. Many of our clients appropriately were deprioritizing any initiative that didn't relate to 
ICU beds and ventilators and PPE and other essential core offerings that they're participating in. Um, so it, it challenged us to be more creative, to figure out ways that we can help them. How can we contribute in some small part to their efforts? So we quickly retooled our tool uh, to be able to do a population health scan. And as information was presented by CDC and other organizations that highlighted uh, pre-existing pre conditions that had challenging courses with COVID, we would highlight those as part of our, our solution. So our providers that were um, leveraging Curation Health would be prompted on patients that had likely challenging courses of care under COVID. So they could take extra time to do uh, education and intervention. Um, we could also uh, do the same thing on their whole population. So they could do outreach to those um, uh, potentially impacted community members to warn them of, uh, of the, or caution them to be extra um, vigilant against COVID and, and uh, be very careful. Um, and also educate them as to the opportunities for, uh, for care. So I, I think that was really, really great. What also it challenged us to do, we had a very traditional uh, sales and delivery model, like many organizations where I and my, my sales colleagues would be on the road a lot meeting with organizations. Uh, and when they appropriately didn't wanna see us at their doorstep, uh, when COVID was starting to ramp up, we had to redesign how we connect with our clients. Uh, and connect with our potential partners. And that's been really, uh, really interesting and we've come a long way and it's actually been a good learning experience. But more importantly is connecting on existing clients. So how do we serve them in a completely remote fashion? And that was great for our team to be challenged by that uh, mission of how do we deploy new client uh, partners and how do we support them, serve them, scale their organizations, serve larger uh, populations of, the, of their patients. Um, and we figured out a way now where we're, we can do it 100% remote. I, I think in the post-COVID world, I'm, I'm excited to meet with my clients again face-to-face -face and see them. Uh, but, but for now, we've been able to continue to add value to their efforts, both clinically through COVID rules and other algorithms we've developed, but also uh, on the delivery side, continuing to support them as a partner. Where, where can people learn more about, I guess, you and Curation Health? Yeah, our, our website is, is curationhealthcare.com. Uh, it's easy to find us there or LinkedIn. We have a presence and there's other avenues. We're, we're enhancing our content that we're delivering uh, across 2021. That's been one of our big initiatives is we've been just heads down serving clients, scaling and growing. Uh, but we want to pause to reflect on some of the great case studies we've seen from some of our partner organizations. They've done some really impressive things and sometimes early in their value-based care journey. Uh, and it's fun to see breakout performances when an organization is just stepping on the field of value-based care. Um, so we're gonna be telling a lot of those stories and lessons learned because there's a, this is an immensely complex topic. Uh, my, my obsession is simplifying it wherever I can, but there is some depth there to be explored about how to change manage and how to incent providers. And I think the traditional model of, of risk adjustment and, and HCCs has been to do other things around the provider because it's often tough to get them engaged and excited about this initiative. Uh, and, and our real focus is putting the provider right in the center of the equation to make it easy for them to do the right thing for their patients and win under value-based care. Ultimately, the performance can be much higher in our experience by engaging the provider directly and supporting them as a, as a core, uh, a core valuable uh, contributor to the effort. 
Thank you. Yeah. And, and thank you, by the way, Kevin, for, for being a guest on the podcast. It, it means a lot. And hopefully we're able to have you come back on in the near future. I'd love to kind of get an update on, you know, where, where, the, where you're at, where the company's at and anything new that you're working on. And let's, let's definitely stay in touch. I welcome the opportunity. Thanks for the, thanks for the opportunity yeah. here. Thank you. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is building the ecosystem of healthcare solutions and services to power the future of healthcare. Through Block Health, healthcare professionals and organizations can use their credentialing data for more. They can use the platform to store their credentialing and licensing related documents, fill out a smart common application that could be used to order multiple different services like provider enrollment, state license registration, state license renewals, and much more. To learn more about Block Health, please go to www.blochealth.com. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, You can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.